Welcome to the High Ticket Honeys podcast. I'm your host, Abby Radford, marketing mentor and business coach. I'm here to help you move like you know you could be and elevate your mind, marketing and brand so you can create a business that you are obsessed with. This podcast is designed to help you claim and become your most powerful high ticket honey self. So buckle up honeys, we're going in. Okay, honeys, it has been a hot damn minute since I've done a solo podcast episode. It's actually been four months. I know, who is she? But I am back and I have a load of content to create for you. But this podcast episode is going to explain whether that happens or not. (laughs) But what I wanted to really do was get this podcast episode in before I give birth. (laughs) Because this podcast episode is all about preparing for my maternity leave, what things look like, how I've been navigating it. You know, I did a podcast episode when I first found out that I was pregnant and I think it was in like May. So, you know, like five months ago now, um, where I shared kind of like my fears around going into motherhood and all of the emotions that came up. If you haven't listened to that one, then go back and listen to that episode because it is basically me sharing everything that I went through in that process of deciding to have kids to, you know, really entering that journey. And honestly, if I listened to that, I know that I would feel like a completely different person. Um, because this journey of pregnancy really, it really knocks you about (laughs) in the best possible way. Um, and so I just feel like I wanted to share this because I know that maybe if you are you're thinking about starting a family in the future or you're just wanting to you know take some time off or you're just wanting to you know simplify things like this is going to be a useful episode for you if you are just someone that wants things to be easier and wants things to be more solid and that's what I feel like my business has been like has changed to which is hilarious because if you listen to the episode where I decided the reason that I was holding back and even going into this journey was because of the fear around what would happen to my business and and how that would look. Now, at the time of recording this, I am 34 and a half weeks pregnant, right? So I'm about five and a half weeks from my due date. Now, we all know due dates mean absolutely jack shit. And we all know that I could be longer than that. But the reality is, and I don't want to call it a condition, but I have something that is means that my baby has additional fluid around it which means that I could go into preterm labor, which is pre 37 weeks. Um, And there could be potential complications. So my plan needs to be flexible. And I think that's definitely something that I've learned is that, you know, you can have all these plans, you can do all these things, but the reality is a baby will come when it wants to come. And so I feel so good about it. (laughs) You know, the only thing I don't feel good about is that like, while I feel like I have all the things, like I am recording this podcast episode currently without my hospital bag packed and I'm really putting it off. Um, everything's there, I just need to put it in the bag, you know? Um, but it, I've been super flexible with what is gone. And one of my clients, I said to her the other day, I said to her, like, I've got this like priority list and then a would nice to get done list. And that is kind of how I'm seeing the next kind of, you know, month, six weeks, however long this is, that I have got myself to a point where I feel so solid and I feel so calm and I feel so good about going into this stage that like 
really the only priority is to get this baby out safely and you know all of the things that I've done I've got things that I would like to do before I leave things I have planned out things I'm going to be working on you know if you don't see a ton of podcast episodes from me over the next couple of weeks that is why you know but you know this is why I wanted to do this episode now and plus I haven't done an update in so long and this is like it feels good to come back with this episode because I'm going to be sharing all the juice and all the tea so this is going to be a deep one I'm also going to be sharing how I've prepared my business but also I thought this would be really interesting to know like what I've been doing outside of business to prepare myself for this new journey of motherhood to prepare myself for this kind of shift in identity and you know leaning into this and preparing for something you can never actually prepare yourself for and I thought you know I find these really useful as well so I just thought I would share that as well so in terms of planning and planning for my business now I'm gonna be completely real with you when I first found out that I was pregnant I was like let me make all the plans I need to I need to have all the options I need to do all of the things I had big big plans for like this whole you know rebrand reshift I was literally like I need to do all of the things I need to be doing more 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 now that slowly slowly changed obviously I had morning sickness for 16 weeks and then when I came back I just felt like a completely different person and when I say came back like I never actually went anywhere I was still showing up but like mentally when I came back I just felt like I was like do you know what the best thing for me to do right now is to simplify like I don't want to have all of these things and so while I do have a plan now for what I'm going to be doing with my business moving forwards the mindset around this is very different I know I'm about to experience like the biggest change and I don't know how I will feel post like I don't know how I'm going to feel in 2024 but what I do know is that I want to enjoy it I want to be able to take time off I want to be super present for me my mental health is my number one priority right I'm someone that has suffered from depression so I'm more susceptible to be getting postnatal depression I am having my baby in the winter you know last um, Christmas I suffered a bout of depression so my mental health is my number one priority and making sure that I am being a present mum and I'm really being able to enjoy that time and so everything that I'm doing now with my business I'm making sure that I am creating the biggest amount of impact that I can but also preparing myself for this new kind of season that I'm going into and so for me, I was like, when the baby comes, I want to be going offline, you know, for a couple of weeks, up to a month to really anchor into that bubble, right? We've all know, we've all heard the stories, <laughs> you know, the first month. And also if I go early, you know, there could be all these complications. So like, you never really know. And so what I wanted to do was make sure that I can have that time and that I do have that time because that is really important to me. I will never get that time back. And so that is what I kind of focused on and wanted to work on. Now, Something that will make me, has made me feel so calm about going into this kind of new period, more than having, you know, a link in my bio to a passive program that I could have created, or more than having options for people to join in, is having a clear direction. Now, this is something that I preach to all of my clients, and is something that I've really anchored into this year, is getting even clearer right, with the positioning, with what I want to do, with really honing into what I'm really great at and what I want to be doing with my work and why I'm doing this. And it doesn't mean that I have need to have loads of options for people. It means that I need to provide the solutions in the best way possible. 
And so what I did was I really simplified my product suite. So solid direction will always make things feel easier, right? Because my vision's not gonna change. I might go away, have this baby, and then decide that I wanna change the way that I serve clients, but I definitely won't change the way that I feel about my work, you know, and the way that I feel about the message that I wanna share and people being able to express themselves through their marketing and being able to do the work that they're here to do. You know, that's not gonna change. And so if you can feel solid in your direction and you can clearly articulate that, you're golden, right? Because you have choice, you know what you can do and everything else feels a little less scary than just having all these kind of like wishy-washy offers or not kind of knowing where you want to go. Having clear direction is what's making me feel calm because I don't know what's gonna happen, but what I do know is I feel solid in who I am and what I wanna do. And so that's one of the things that has, you know, made such a difference is that clear direction. And I've done so much work this year on my own positioning, on the message that I wanna share. You know, you would have seen that in my content. I always feel like I've almost come back home to what I wanted to do. 2022 for me, I've done, you know, multiple podcast episodes on it for me, but like, I felt like I did a lot of things and I almost felt like I had to do a lot of things to know what I wanted to do moving forward. And so this year was all about simplifying, clear direction, anchoring in, and it's made things feel so much better. The next thing that I've done is simplified my product suite. <laughs> now I had a lot of offers last year and I was doing a lot of things and you know the plan for this year was to actually do more things than I have done. Um, you know I had more masterclasses planned. like I love doing masterclasses, I love doing trainings but just the reality of balancing all new things and especially you know coming into this third trimester with you know the more appointments that you have and things going on you know I didn't want to get to this point where I'm like working, working, working. You know, it's like when you go on a holiday and you feel like you have to be like really intense working before that holiday to enjoy the holiday. But then when you get on the holiday, you're exhausted because you've been pushing, pushing, pushing before you've got on that holiday. And that's not how I wanted to feel. So like even now I'm really kind of easing off with the amount of things that I'm doing, but it's there's intentionality, not intensity. And they're two very different things. So I've been still making sales in my business. I've still been serving clients. I've still been showing up, but it's been intentional rather than intense, um, which means that I'm like slowly, like getting slower <laughs> into the month. And what I mean by this, so this time I'm recording this on the 25th of October. And for me personally, November for me is a really closing down month. So whenever the baby comes, then it doesn't really matter because I am kind of like slowly, winding things down and and I'll share in a minute kind of what I'm doing but like making sure that I am not kind of filling my calendar with loads of things so that I feel like I can actually enjoy this time because again I will never get this time again you know and I actually want to have this little break where you know I'm able to nest I'm able to you know reflect I'm able to to sit in this period of time and just be like okay how do I want to feel and so one of the things I did obviously was simplify my product suite. So the things that I have offered this year, I've only done my mastermind and a mini mind, and then I have one-to-one -one options. And then I've done a few masterclasses here and there. That means that, you know, I still have all the things I created last year, like passively that someone could join uh, and all of my one-to-one -one clients get access to all of that. But you know, like I haven't created loads of new things, but I still have had consistent recurring revenue. I still have, you know, multiple four-figure cash months locked in. You know, it's still bringing in impact. I'm still creating results with clients. 
and you don't have to be doing all of the things, this is where you get to choose, right? And for me personally, I decided to not continue my mastermind after it finished. So I decided to not go down the kind of co-coaching route or keeping my containers open while I'm off. It just felt for me that with me kind of entering this new season, that I know that my mastermind, for example, is going to have a little rebrand with all of the repositioning work that I've done this year. When I come back, I will be, of course, offering my one-to-one. I've got intensives that are super clear, but my mastermind is going to be a reflection of the kind of evolution that I've been through this year and where I want to take that. And so it wouldn't feel right to continue rolling it. So I have, that has now finished and it will be coming back in Q2 of next year. And I also have a mini mind, which honestly the content so in the mini mind they also have access to premium positioning which is a program that i've created that honestly i feel like everyone needs to go through it's kind of the the evolution that i've gone through this year with the direction of my brand and the process that i've been through that is what's in that program and it's something that i know that i will continue with that i will continue to back and it will be you know i'll either run that with a mini mind or People can, you know, jump into that passively and do work through it themselves. But that for me was a real kind of like special program because I know how much of a difference that's made to me this year. And it's felt really kind of special with these two programs um, and all of the one-to-one clients that I've served this year. It just feels like they are just beautiful containers. And so I haven't gone through the the co-coaching. I haven't left anything open. So what's happening with my... Um, current clients is that my clients will be having a pause which means that they get extended payment plans they also get extended support um so if they were signed up for six months for example they would have got eight months um because of my phase return so what it's meant is that clients have you know more support extended payment plans and they're still being supported through that time and i'm making sure that you're obviously they have everything they need before I go. But the thing is, as well, is that they're so self-led, right? They know that they have got this and they just, you know, can plug into me when I get back. So that's how kind of I have simplified my product suite is that I have, everything is finishing before I go. So the mini mine finishes a week today. Um, and it means that, you know, then I don't have any kind of things that are not closed. And so that is where, for me, it feels like almost the closing of one chapter and the starting of the next. So I always say to my clients at the end of containers, like this is the end of the beginning, you know, and, and that's how I feel about it. So clear direction, simplifying my product suite. And then the next one is pre-selling. So pre-selling one-to-one spots for the new year. So I'm not focusing everywhere. Okay. At the moment I'm offering product suite intensives and also one-to-one. Those are the two things that I'm focusing on that I know that that's where my biggest impact is right now. And I don't want to dilute my focus, right? I could be doing a million things. I could be creating a membership. I could be creating all these different things. But where I really want to serve clients and where I feel like my biggest impact is, is through one-to-one. And so I will be having, you know, I've got limited spots available. I've got a couple of spots available for the new year. If this is something that you want, then obviously reach out to me. But, you know, those are the things that I have been focusing on is just kind of like simplifying and focusing on the things that I want to be doing and the things that I know are the best way for me to be serving clients right now. And so that's the plan for pre-selling. 
And then lastly, with content. So this is how I have been preparing my business for maternity leave massively, is simplifying the way that I create content. And this is something that I share inside the premium positioning program that I just mentioned, is the content process of, you know, creating once, using many, having clear messaging, you know, it means that you don't have to be feeling like you're constantly on this content churn and being able to fully express yourself, being able to just create content how you want, you know, it saves so much time and it makes it so much simpler. And this is something that not only I have done in terms of simplifying how I create content, you know, simplifying the way that I design, the way that I write captions, the way that I do things so that I don't have to stop that. Like for me, creating content for my audience feels like therapy. You know, like it's just like I want to share this and I love connecting with new people. You know, I love hearing from you when things land. I love serving my community through my content. And so I really looked at how I would do that this year that's made it simple for me so that I can be consistent, my message is consistent, I'm able to create more. And then moving forward as well, you know, the things that I want to be doing. So my plan is that when I'm offline, the only content that will be going out is email and podcasts. So I won't be on Instagram whatsoever. I'll be deleting the app and I just want that time away from that. But what I do plan on doing is having some content batched. So podcasts and emails. I just love email. Like if you're not on the email fam, I'll leave a link in the bio, but I just feel like for me, I love being able to write. And so if I feel like it, then I can share the podcast episodes. I can do the emails and that's kind of what I've got planned. So I am kind of batch creating emails and podcasts only. Um, and then when I come back, I'll obviously be back on Instagram then. But if you don't see anything from me, it's because they didn't happen and I'm okay with that. But I, my plan for November is to pre-plan some amazing podcast episodes for you. I literally have, I have 12 weeks planned out, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I honestly have missed being on the podcast so much and I just love talking. Um, so I have some really juicy episodes, especially aligned with this kind of anchoring into this direction and just being super specific with this. So that's what the plan is for content. I've simplified my existing process, so it's made it so much easier over the last couple of months. Um, and I know that a lot of my clients have also, I've shared this with a lot of my clients and they're like, it's made things so much more simple. Um, and then moving forward, you know, being able to batch and then come back with this phase return. So my phase return will be that whenever I have the baby, I will have that time off Instagram, that time offline um, to really be present. And then when I come back um, in the new year, I'm coming back for a couple of days of Voxer and one call per month for clients. And then I will be coming back in February. And I'm also going to South Africa at the end of February, which I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm a little bit terrified about because my baby could be, well, to be honest, he could be like 12 weeks old. He also could be like eight weeks old. Um, but I've heard from people that this is the best time to fly. So I'm also going to South Africa at the end of February, which is super exciting. Um, but I know that this whole new season is going to be, you know, I'm going to have someone else to look after. You know, obviously I already have the dog, but we know it's different. Um, and so we've got him to book into a nursery from six months. But before that, you know, I will be part time. You know, I'll be focusing on how can I make the biggest impact? How can I still serve clients? How can I still be me? Right. I love my business. And it's so interesting because even if I could take nine months off in terms of like could in that, like, you know, 
I wanted to, I don't think I would. Like, I actually love this work and I feel like, obviously it's very easy for me to say that now that, that he's not here, but I do feel like I love this and it's part of me and I don't want that to be taken away. So, you know, I am balancing and going to be balancing both and I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be super difficult, um, but it's part of me and I'm so excited to be able to be able to do this and be able to be as present and be at home, you know, I can work part time and he can only go to nursery a couple of days a week. And, you know, I know a lot of other people won't be able to do that if they're in a full time job. So super grateful that I can do this. It's just in that kind of initial period that it might feel more difficult. But this is why I've made these changes now. This is why I've simplified things. This is why I've got clear in my direction. This is why I've been pre-selling. This is why I've made things simpler in the behind the scenes of my business, because I don't want a business that feels chaotic. I don't want to ever feel bitterness towards my business or bitterness towards the things that I have to do in motherhood towards each other. I wanted to go into this feeling like I know that it won't be easy, but I also know that I will be able to shift and change and do all the things that I need to be doing. So that's kind of the overall, what I've been doing with my business. But the most important thing for me has been the direction. It's been in knowing that like, this is what I wanna do. This is how I wanna serve. This is the message that I wanna share. And, and this is how I'm gonna be forward. And it's brought so much calm. Like I have suffered with anxiety in the past and since being pregnant, I have been so calm. And it's the weirdest thing. And I think that I spoke to a lot of pregnant people about this. And I think it is the feeling of knowing that like it's completely out of your control. So anxiety is a lot of control. And, you know, for me, for me specifically, I had a lot of anxiety when I was like in my like mid 20s around controlling food and things like that. And now, you know, even before becoming pregnant, my anxiety had got so much better. It was so much more manageable. Like, I feel like it didn't really affect me day to day. It kind of just had like, if you have, if you have anxiety, you do always have those periods where you feel more anxious, but I knew how to manage it. But since being pregnant, it's the weirdest thing ever, how kind of relaxed I felt and how calm I felt. And I think it's because you cannot control anything. <laughs> like. The baby will come when it wants to come. You literally could, I could go in for a, a midwife appointment. I've got a scan next week. I could go in for the scan and they could say to me, okay, we need to get the baby out now, you know? And, and, and that's just how it is. Like you have to just surrender and just know that like the plans always need to be flexible moving forwards. And that is why the things that I've done align with that. That is why I've put so much focus onto that. And so, you know, it's not been, you know, my my biggest year of launches and you know I haven't done loads of things and I haven't had like my highest cash months every single month but what I have done is you know built a sustainable business where I feel super clear that's going to align with my me going forward and I've been able to create incredible results for clients and create incredible community and feel so good going into the season and that for me is you know more rewarding than leaving to have this baby and saying that I achieved X, Y, and Z, you know, and then taking the whole time off and feeling like guilty and chaotic the whole time that I'm off and not being able to be fully present. Like for me, that was really important. And so even now, like even if, you know, I gave birth tomorrow, I would actually feel fine. <laughs> and I think that that for me is a huge success for me personally, because that's what I wanted to, to work on. I mean, obviously I would actually worry that I haven't packed my hospital bag, 
and the car seat is still in the box in the garage. But this weekend, guys, if you're listening to this and you message me on Instagram being like, Abby, pack your fucking hospital bag. <laughs> I literally keep telling my friends and they're like, why have you not packed it? Um, but this weekend, I've got zero plans. I literally have zero plans in November. Any of the, I told all of my friends that I'm not leaving the vicinity of where I live. So if they want to come see me, they can. But I will be nesting. I will be watching Christmas films. I will be putting my Christmas tree up early. I'm going to be doing all the things because that's what I want to be doing. And I really wanted to be able to enjoy that. I hope the baby does wait on a little bit longer because I would like to, you know, enjoy a bit of maternity leave before going into the craziness of newborn life. But anyways, the other thing that I wanted to also mention, because I think this is super interesting, is the prep that I've been doing like mentally, emotionally and physically for this. Because for me and I went to this yoga class who I cannot recommend her enough. If anyone is local to my area, then I'll send you the, the link to her um, in Buckingham. But she is the dream. I'm going to get her to do a podcast episode, I think, because she's just, I love her so much. I've been going to her yoga classes since week, I want to say like week 16. So I've been going for quite a while. And I have learned so much in those yoga classes so at the beginning of every yoga class she will share a um a birth story now the first time that i ever did i ever went to the class i didn't realize she did this i felt like an extreme wave of anxiety come over me because i was like oh my god like i'm sat here like when you're 16 weeks pregnant you don't have a bump you've kind of just told people like you're still very early on you're in this like weird limbo phase where like you don't feel pregnant because your like sickness is gone you don't look pregnant it's it's a really weird time and so I was like, oh my God, I'm like sat with all these people that have like huge bumps. <laughs> We're talking about giving birth. I haven't really actually thought about giving birth at this point. And then she was sharing the story and I was like, oh my gosh. And it made me feel really kind of like weird. And then like during the, you know, the yoga class and she was like, put your hand over your belly and, you know, bring your baby into the optimal position to birth and like talk to your baby. And I was like, this is so weird. Like I hadn't even kind of processed at that point, your baby's so small as well. Like you can't feel them kick or anything. So like, it was just a real kind of like, almost like imposter syndrome kind of thing going on. Like, like, should I be here? Like, is this too early? Like, you know, I, I didn't feel pregnant at all, but, and every week, every single birth story has been different. Like there's so there's commonalities of course, but I have learned so much from hearing about people's like real birth stories and they're all positive birth stories. Obviously there's some complications in some of them because that's just life. Um, but a lot of people do hypnobirthing with her, which I also have done as well. And so that for me has really kind of prepared me because I've been learning, you know, every single week I've been asking questions. I've asked a million questions. If I get her to come on, I'll ask, I'll, I'll say to her. <laughs> am I the person that asks the most questions because I'm 100% sure that it is but I'm just super curious and I'm someone who likes to ask questions so like if someone has a birth story and something's happened I'm like why is that like why wouldn't they let do that or like what would you recommend so I asked like a million questions um which I feel like has really kind of helped as well because I've just become more informed and like for me I have treated this like prepping for a marathon or a race and I think that it, it, it's mind-boggling to me that people don't do this because if you think about it, right, if you were going to run the London Marathon next year, you would do all the research, right? That is, like, so intense on your body. You'd be training, you'd be doing all the things, you'd be preparing your body, you'd be doing it. Giving birth is, like, an intense experience. Like, even carrying a child, they say, is, like, running a marathon because you're, like, all your organs are moving, you know, it's 
freaking heavy. Like to sleep is so difficult. Everything changes, your emotions change. And so how I've kind of tackled this is I'm like, I'm preparing for a marathon, right? And what I wanna make sure is that I'm fully educated on like all the possible things that could happen and preparing my body and emotionally preparing myself too. Now it's very easy for me to say that without actually obviously going through the birth experience. And I don't know what kind of experience I'm gonna have. I obviously have a plan A, plan B, plan C, but you know, like with this, you know, I feel very prepared in that I know all the possible things that could happen. I feel very kind of relaxed. I, I'm not tied to anything, but I have been genuinely preparing my body, my mind, and my emotions for this in the best way that I can. And, you know, I know that post, post when you give birth, there's all these kind of emotions. And I've, I've honestly learned so much. Like, I can't believe they don't tell teachers this in school. I honestly don't understand how they don't teach us in school that you can only get pregnant like a very small amount window of the month and also like how your actual how your body labors and how your body um kind of removes the baby from your body and like i cannot believe we're not taught this in school because some of the like i didn't even know when i fell pregnant i didn't even know that you gave birth to the placenta after i didn't know that like i didn't know anything and so i have you know, obviously you read all the, what happens when you get pregnant is you read all the books. Like everyone knows this, if you're, if you're pregnant or you've been pregnant, you know that when you get pregnant, you read all the books about being pregnant. And then you kind of have, well, this is what happened for me anyway. And then I saw, I read all the books about being pregnant, what my body was going to do, what the baby was doing. I was like week by week checking my app. And then like, I got to like 18 weeks and then I stopped doing that. I was just kind of like, I'm just going to enjoy this pregnancy. You know, <laughs> you get to 20 weeks, you have your like kind of anatomy scan where they check everything's fine you find out the gender of the baby um and then I just kind of lived life and I was th thriving like I felt so good in this time like I just felt so I think it's all the changes that I made in my business as well and just kind of like surrendering to the journey but then as I got to 28 weeks so that's the third trimester I started to freak out because I was like whoa this <laughs> this is happening soon and so um I started to again read more. So I did a hypnobirthing course. I think I might have been around 26 weeks when I did the hypnobirthing course. Would highly recommend doing hypnobirthing, even if you're, you know, hypnobirthing is not for someone who like is not gonna have any pain relief and is not gonna, you know, not have a C-section. You can literally do hypnobirthing and have a C-section. Like it's not like a, it's not a cult where you have to like, you know, be the hero and not take any pain relief. It's all about like breathing and so much of the stuff that we do in business with like mindset around kind of like visualizations and positive affirmations and having a positive birth experience doesn't mean that you don't have any intervention. Having a positive birth experience means that you feel good with whatever is going on around you. And so for me, being able to do that hypnobirthing, I was educated on like all the possible things that could happen, my choices, you know, the decisions that I could be making, the options that I had and what actually I wanted to do and also things that would make things easier. So, you know, when the contractions come in with the breathing and, you know, how I want the room to be and the things that I can get. And I have spent a lot of money on Amazon with lots of things. I have a comb, a bamboo comb. It's called a, a wave comb, which you put in your hand. It cost me 30 pounds. Everyone in my baby and bum class laughed at me, but who's going to be laughing when I'm going to be in labor squeezing that damn cone, you know? But anyway, the hypnobirthing has been, for me, so good to kind of learn about. And I am I do the KGH. So I would actually really recommend if you're pregnant or if you, I do you know what? I actually read a book on hypnobirthing before I got pregnant because I was so terrified of being pregnant. 
And if you are someone who is terrified of giving birth, I would highly recommend reading or watching something on hypnobirthing. Um, you know, some of it is very much like they're very anti certain things, but it really is about choice. And so I would really recommend if you are nervous about anything to, to read a book and I really recommend the KGH book. It also comes with some visualizations. So every night, lol, Josh having to listen to them every night, the baby's going to be like so used to it by the time that I give birth. But I listen to, um, it's an hour long visualization when I go to sleep every single night. And I also have this some positive birth affirmations and I listen to them when I'm doing my makeup in the morning. So those I have going to bed and also when I'm doing my makeup. So I'm listening to those as well, like prepping my mind for this, you know? Also what I've been doing is Pilates. So I used to be a heavy kind of like, used to do loads of weights. I used to do loads of intense kind of things. And then when I hurt my back in October last year, I switched to Pilates and walking. And I can't tell you how much like the information in my body went down in my, my face and everything like that. And I just, I love Pilates. I feel like it makes me really strong. And I feel like my core got really strong from it. And um, because a lot of it is on all fours and I do pregnancy Pilates. So I just literally just follow a YouTube video online. I used to have a... Um, the Pilates class membership, but to be honest, they didn't have loads of po like pregnancy stuff. Um, this woman, she'll also do postpartum as well. So I was like, this is just brilliant. So I do stretches every day. I do Pilates probably like three or four times a week. And then I do yoga once a week as well. Now for me, that has, you know, at the moment, fingers crossed, touch wood, my baby is in optimal position where his head is down. Um, I sit a lot, right? And the more that you sit, the more likely that your baby is going to be breech or back to back. So that's something that again, that I'm like, I want my body to feel strong in labor. I want to be able to feel the strength in my body. And so that is something that I've continued to do. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's much harder now I'm in the third trimester. It does get much harder um, to, to do that kind of work, but it's something that I was like, I wanna make this commitment to myself to continue to be as active as possible. And I've definitely been less active in the last kind of month, like definitely walking less, it's really uncomfortable for me to walk, like the weight, especially because I have so much fluid, um, the weight when you walk, and also I need to pee like every half an hour. So like going for like an hour's walk, like unless there's a coffee shop nearby, um, isn't the best. But those are the kind of things I've been doing physically to prepare myself. Um, is like, of course, walking, which you know, guys know I always do anyway, and then the, the Pilates and yoga as well. And it's not like intense, it's just like things that's like, it's like my little kind of like, it makes me feel good and it makes me feel strong. And listening to music and just getting into the vibe, like, it's just what I'm here for. Um, so the other things I've been doing are breathing. So making sure that I am like knowing how to breathe for birth, which is really wild, but um, yeah, just doing the different breathing exercises. I won't explain it because you don't need to know it unless you are giving birth, but um, just understanding how to breathe. Uh, also, of course, did NCT classes. Now we did this more to, I actually, a lot of people are like, oh, I just did that to meet people. But I'm like, who, how do you know how to look after a baby? Like the things that I've learned in NCT classes, like I'm not being funny, but I did not know any of it. Like what the poo looks like on day three, what the poo looks like on day eight, how many nappers they should be having, you know, I don't know any of the stuff. So we're super glad that we've done that. And it's also really good to go with your partner because we all know that just sometimes men just don't listen to a lot of things. Um, and so NCT classes, which has also meant that we've also made new friends, which has been so lovely. So I, I think I spoke about this in a previous podcast episode, but I made, made some friends on the Pina app. Like we moved to this area in March, 2022. And so like, I don't have a lot of friends here, right? And being pregnant is quite lonely. And so um, I have friends close-ish by, I've obviously had friends that have had children, but I don't have like like a, 
a group of friends that I can spend time with like on maternity leave or like going through this journey and so the NCT classes have been great so we've I've made I got so lucky with my NCT class like everyone is such a dream I'm going for lunch with them next week I'm all, well, I've got social on Saturday, I'm going for lunch with them, then I'm going for a curry with them the following Friday. <laughs> and then I'm also we're going to get our nails done pre-birth, so pedicure, manicure, you know, all the bits. Uh, and then we're also going to like MS to get little bits for our hospital back. So I've been super lucky with that as well. And I've also made a huge effort to make friends. And it's so wild when you're pregnant because you start talking about stuff that's like, you probably, you know, if you just met someone on the street, you probably wait a while before talking about your bodily functions with someone, but when you're pregnant, like you just give zero F. So that's also great. Um, and those, so I would say like those are the main things that I've been doing. There's also some other things that like, I'm just going to get you to use your imagination here, but there are some things that you can do to stop your body from tearing, <laughs> which I've also been doing as well. Um, I have like diary invites with myself and my calendar for like raspberry leaf tea for like the dates, like I'm throwing the freaking kitchen sink at this okay like I am preparing I'm going all in <laughs> and you know it all could be in vain I all could I could you know end up having it to go in for surgery but I'm this is what feels good for me and you know we all do things differently for ourselves and this for me has made me feel prepared it's made me feel calm and also knowing that like if it doesn't happen the way that I want it it doesn't matter like the way that I want it is for my baby to come safely into the world that's what I want and so I'm doing all these things but it's been making me feel prepared it's been making me feel organized it's just the kind of person that I am and so you know it feels good but I just wanted to kind of put that all together and you know maybe this last bit wasn't super useful for you but for me it's almost like how can I prepare myself emotionally physically and mentally for something that you cannot physically and mentally and emotionally prepare for that is that is what I'm doing and so that is how I've been preparing my business this is what's been going on since June you know I didn't when I came out of my morning sickness I actually didn't really have a plan I, I said to one of my clients I was like I didn't even have a plan you know I didn't didn't have a plan and you know the last couple of months has been really kind of anchoring into this knowing what I'm doing, getting clear in my direction, simplifying things even further. And it's just felt so magical. And I know that, you know, things are about to change, but I'm super happy with that. And if you are going through a period right now where things are feeling chaotic, maybe you are going through motherhood or whether you are feeling like in your business, things are just not kind of aligning or things just feel disconnected. I would really recommend even going through these same steps, right? Having a clear direction, anchoring into positioning, simplifying your product suite, looking at how you want to sell, simplifying the way that you create content, looking at how you can make things easier so you can be consistent, but it's not this constant, like it's all you do in your business is the content. And then also doing the pre-selling, right? Pre-planning, pre-selling, you know, looking forward, like working backwards. Like this is the kind of things that make things easier. And, you know, if anyone is currently listening to this and they are, you know, going through a similar thing, please reach out to my DMs. I know how hard it can be when you're not feeling clear and when things just feel so chaotic. So please do reach out to me. But I hope you enjoyed this episode and you will hopefully be hearing a lot more from me in the near future.